This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 789, How IELTS Speaking is Like Talking to a Celebrity. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash score. Today, Michelle and I talk about her experience interviewing celebrities, and we teach you amazing strategies to overcome fear and control speaking anxiety just like she did. What defines an advanced English speaker? The ability to not only have interesting conversations with native speakers, but also the ability to be interesting in these conversations. Make an astute observation. Ask good questions. Speak with a confident pitch. These are conversational skills that require a special method and a structured study plan. Join our brand new B2 English fluency course. It's 100% based on interesting, spontaneous, unrehearsed video interviews with native speakers. Real English. Save up to $100 before June 7th and get a free bonus. Go to allearsenglish.com slash B2. That's allearsenglish.com slash letter B number two. Hey, Michelle, what's going on in New York? Hey, Jessica. Um, Not too much over here. It's been a busy day, but I am just so excited to record and be on the IELTS Energy Podcast again. I know, and we are so excited to have you. We are getting a lot of new voices. Recently, our listeners met Aubrey, the new All right. Ears English um, employee. We're super excited about Aubrey, and hopefully you'll get to record with her soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it it's really exciting. Our, our family's expanding, Jessica. <laughs> Um, So, Michelle, I really wanted to record an episode with you for like one specific reason. I learned recently that you used to interview celebrities. Is that right? I did. I did. Yes. In a former life, um, I did some celebrity interviewing and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun. What can you tell us any names? Like who did you get to talk to? Um some of it was on phone, on the phone, some of it was in person. On the phone, I um I interviewed Sharon Osbourne. Oh no way, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was on the phone. In person, I'm trying to remember exactly. Oh, um I interviewed Do you do you know Daryl Hammond from SNL? Oh yeah. Yeah, I got to interview him in person. Um 
I got Whoa, to, I'm trying to remember. Awesome. I, I have to like go through and have a think on all these people because <laughs> it's been it's been a while. Okay, but Sharon Osborne, I mean, that's a huge name. Guys, if you yeah. don't know who Sharon Osborne is, she's the wife of Ozzy Osborne, who right. was the lead singer of Black Sabbath, and then he had right. his own career, of course. And then they had this reality show called The yes. Osbournes for a while. So yes. then they all got famous. <laughs> right, right, right. That was Oh my gosh, I remember. I used to watch that show. I remember. So, so <laughs> That's much. awesome. So, Michelle, were you nervous before you would talk to these like big name celebrities? Um, you know what? The funny thing is I wasn't nervous. I I, I it was so much fun to me like that I, I I don't know. I I just wasn't nervous. And also, I mean, think about Jessica what we do. Like we're we we're comfortable behind the microphone. I know it was different, sure. like, that. you know, I was talking to Sharon Osbourne or whatever, but, like, I didn't really look at it as, like, that. I was just excited. That's so awesome. Okay, so, guys, we are going to teach you today how you could feel as confident as Michelle on your <laughs> speaking exam. So we had great fun planning this episode and thinking about, yes. all right, like, what can we teach students about this? Like, what specific things can you guys do to take away that anxiety on your speaking exam? Because I know I would feel nervous if I was going to talk to a celebrity, right? I would need some strategies to help me feel okay. And even when I took the speaking exam over the summer in Canada, I was a little bit nervous. Any situation where you know, like, you're going to be judged and like a lot is riding on this is going to cause anxiety. So guys, definitely take notes today. You are going to get some amazing tips on how you could prepare and feel confident and in control on your speaking exam. Okay, so the first thing, guys, is to look at it as fun, right? So yeah. Michelle, like, why was it fun talking to these celebrities? I mean, they're celebrities. Like, it's so much fun. I, I, I mean, you don't get to do something like that every day. And I felt lucky that it was kind of, you know, one of my jobs to do that, um, especially when it was somebody cool like Sharon Osbourne. So I, I, I was just like I said before, I was just excited to do it. And I think that, you know, some of that can be applied for, you know, people taking the IELTS, even though maybe it sounds funny, you're not talking to a celebrity when you are taking the IELTS, right? It's a it's a different yeah. kind of situation. But there's some, you know, ways to think about it in 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 terms of just like, fun in a weird way. Jessica, you know what I'm, yeah. what I'm getting at here? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> so like, I think we can employ the technique of visualization right. here, right? Yes. So guys, if you could try to forget that you're talking to an examiner, I think if we just focus on that fact, you're going to, the anxiety will snowball. You Like this little the butterfly in your stomach will like colonize into a <laughs> whole host of butterflies. So oh we don't want to do that, right? So maybe guys, instead of just repeating in your mind like, oh my God, I'm talking to an examiner, right. oh my God. God, she right. doesn't like me. Like, don't keep mm. repeating negative stuff to yourself. Instead, just pretend. Visualize you're talking to a friend. Visualize right. you're talking to a teacher. Like, in some of my personal coach classes, when we do the mock speaking test, 
Um, we have a great time. It's all really fun. And then I tell them like, they're going to get great scores and the students are so relieved and they're like, okay, I'm just going to pretend I'm talking to Jessica when I take my exam. (laughs) So whatever it takes, guys, whoever you want to pretend you're talking to, you can control that, right? That is one of the things you can control. So another thing you can control guys is how you prepare. If you rock up to your speaking exam and you haven't practiced, you don't know how to talk for two minutes, you have no strategies, of course you're going to feel nervous. And you know what? You should feel nervous because you should have prepared. <laughs> so, um, Michelle, when you were going to do an interview, um, you wouldn't just like rock up on the phone with nothing prepared, right? Like how would you, how much time and effort would you put in before you actually did the interview? Yeah, well, I had to research about the celebrity, first of all, just their general history. Um, I had to research what, like, you know, because usually they were promoting something, right? They were yeah. on talking about a book or a show or whatever. So I had to research that. Um, so quite a bit of time. And then I would I would make a list of questions. Um, but we're going to get into that in a second, I think. But yeah, quite a bit of time was spent preparing because... It would have been really weird if I asked a question or spoke about something that I should have known, that I should have been prepared for. And then they feel like, oh, wow, this girl didn't prepare. She must not care about this. She is not interested. And now I'm a little insulted, right? You want to show them that you care, that you've put in the hard work. Okay, I love this. There are so many parallels between what mm-hmm. you like I couldn't write fast enough when you were talking just now. Like there are so <laughs> many parallels between what you just said and our students before and on the speaking exam. So guys, yeah. first like you do have to research the test, all right? Like a lot. Yeah. So in Three Keys IELTS, we tell you exactly what happens on test day so you know what to expect and we also tell you exactly what the examiner is looking looking for. All right. So it's like, guys, um, I was an examiner for 14 years, so I know exactly what you have to do and what the examiner is thinking about. So for example, you can't just use informal vocabulary or easy vocabulary throughout the whole exam. And that might be natural to some people because that's what we do in daily life. We don't use fancy words all the time. So if you don't prepare, you may think, oh, like, I can speak English. I'll be fine. But guys, you can't. You cannot. The exam is, uh, we're looking for very specific things. So like, you have to know that you have to use amazing transition phrases in part three. You have like all of these things that go into your score, you have to be prepared for. And then also, as far as the research component goes, I would liken that to our culture of thinking. If you are following a study plan like the Three Keys study plan, this is part of the preparation, guys. You need to be reading magazines and books and listening to mm-hmm. a huge ar- array of podcasts and really get getting ideas from all over the world in your head because you don't know what you're going to be asked about. So that's on you. Like as a a person preparing, like you have to prepare for that. Um, And I like the part about like not insulting the person by not being prepared. Because Mm. you know what, guys, like that's also a thing. You have to respect the exam and therefore the examiner. And as an examiner, I have 
high standards. I expect you to have practiced. I expect you to prepare before like paying all this money and coming to talk to me. Right. So I think like, I think you can insult the examiner if it appears like you don't care and you haven't even tried. So I think so too, because guess what? They're, they're, these people, the examiners are examiners, but they're also people like Jessica, yes, right? Like yeah. these are people who come in um, and th- this is, yeah, it's a job, but it's it's something that they care about and it's something that they are taking the time to do, okay? And they're right. not, they're, behind that scary examiner is a person, right? Exactly. So if you come and you show them, eh, whatever, like, yeah, I speak English, you know, it's going to be like, okay, like, what are you, like, it feels like you're wasting their time and you, exactly. And same thing for with a celebrity. You don't want to waste someone time, someone's time. They can feel that. They will yeah, know. Totally. Oh, for sure. I could tell within the first like two answers if the student had prepared or not. And yeah. then like I knew if the student hadn't prepared and they're giving like really short responses, yeah. you know, like oh. two word answers or whatever. I'm like in my examiner head, I'm like, oh my God, the next 12 minutes are going to be terrible because like you have to do the whole exam whether the person is ready or not and so like don't make the examiner think that and this this makes me want to skip ahead a couple points actually Michelle so making the examiner feel comfortable so that's the other side of this right like you could not prepare and insult the examiner really or you can make them feel comfortable so part of that is preparing of course How else do you think that our students could make the examiner feel comfortable that maybe you use to make the celebrity feel comfortable? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Um, I think a cheerful voice. Yeah. <laughs> Sounding friendly. I mean, this kind of goes to like what we were talking about one of the last times that I was on about being expressive. Yes. Right. So sounding warm and friendly and not cold and, you know, like very stiff. Right. So somebody is always going to want to talk to someone who's more smiling, friendly, open, warm, asks, how, how are you? You know, make some small talk, maybe. Um Things like that. Um, and yeah. just being kind of like lighthearted about the whole thing. I mean, totally. I, I'm not an IELTS examiner, but I, I can imagine. I mean, I, I've been t- taught a lot of students and always, of course, I love it when a student's like, hi, you know, and really, totally. really friendly. That is the most fun that you can have. And that's when you you want the examiner to like you and to care about you doing well. So if they totally. like you, they're going to be rooting for you. Yes, exactly. Guys, you want the examiner to look at you as a person, right? right. Not just a student. And so all right. of these tips go towards that. So let me just like summarize these tips, okay, guys, that you could do on the speaking exam. First of all, be friendly and relaxed. Like you're still yeah. respectful. You're still polite, yeah. right. but don't be like so uptight and cold and monotone because none of that helps your score. So you want to smile. You want to laugh and be open and friendly. And how we do that is being honest with your responses, being 
personal about your details. That's how we make that happen, right? Like exactly. be a be a person, <laughs> be a human. Don't be right. like just really. a student on an exam. Now, the one thing we can't do on the exam though is make small talk because students. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. This is you know this is perfect because some people listening might not know. So guys, like you should not ask the examiner questions. Unfortunately, that's not a back and forth that's allowed on the exam. Can you say, how are you? You can at the very beginning. Right. That's what I was thinking. Just yeah. like, uh, you know, that that's more what was in my head. Just totally. instead of coming in and saying like, hi, right? Just saying like, hi, nice to meet you. Or hi, how are you? Just something real quick. That's okay? Yeah. I think okay. that's a great idea. I think that's okay. a great idea. Especially, and this happened a couple times, especially if you know that like maybe you have one of the last um, speaking appointments or whatever, and this examiner <laughs> has already been right. speaking to oh. people for like two hours. Yeah, Maybe you could walk in and be like, Oh, well, your day is almost done, right? Or like just sort of, you know, talk to the examiner yeah. like a person like, oh, bet you can't wait to get out of here. I don't know. Like anything like that I think <laughs> would be really funny and really cool. Um, okay, guys, we just have a couple more tips for you now. Um, and this is important. And this is something that Lindsay and I have talked about on the show before, realizing what you can and can't control. So yeah. part of that, guys, what you must be in control of is tuning in and listening to the examiner. Like, Michelle, what would happen if you're interviewing a celebrity and you're not actually listening to their answers? Oh my gosh, I would totally mess up. I, I had to listen very, very closely because I, I, as I was telling you, like, okay, I might have had questions one to 10 and I asked question number one and then I'm so focused on question number two that I don't realize that they've already answered it, that they yeah. answered it in question number one. I'm just waiting and I'm about to say what I want to say. I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. So I'm only focusing on my next thing, but I re don't realize that I missed it. So if yeah. they tell me, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And in my first film, I blah, 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 blah. And then I say to them, oh, so what did, what did you do in your first film? Right. <laughs> You're going to sound like a little bit silly, right? So I had to listen closely because I didn't want to have that happen. I didn't totally. want to have that awkward moment. I didn't want to have to say to uh, them to say to me like, I well, as I just said. Yes, no, totally. Okay, so this can totally also happen on the IELTS exam, you guys. Sometimes there is such a thing as over-preparation where students might practice the same IELTS questions like so many times. Yeah. And then you guys might not actually be open to what the examiner is saying. So, for example, maybe you practice the speaking part one question. Um, let me see. Did you grow up in a – no, no, no. Okay. Go back. <laughs> Okay, what if you practice the speaking part one question? Um, tell me about the house or apartment you live in now, right? And you practice that a bunch. But on test day, the examiner says, tell me about the house or apartment you grew up in. And mm, the student might uh -oh. be so ready to talk about a house yeah. or apartment that they won't actually listen to the rest of that question. And they'll yeah. end up answering the wrong question. And oh, like oh, worst no. case scenario, the candidate will actually cut off the examiner and start answering before the question's even finished. Both of those things create a very awkward environment. Um, they're disrespectful because it shows you're not listening and yeah. your score goes down just for a whole host of reasons. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Yeah, the, just don't do that, guys. And this is this is actually this is connected to the next point of like what you can't control, right? So mm. you can control listening closely. You can control preparation, wide preparation, a bunch of different English and topics. Now you ha- you do have to be flexible because you cannot control what questions are coming at you, and this is part of being relaxed being open, right? Listening to what the examiner is saying and just being flexible in your answers. So another thing that made me think about what you just said, Michelle, was like thinking, being in your own own head too much instead of listening. So I know some students, like maybe they mm-hmm. memorize this idiom and they're like, okay, I really want to use this idiom. And yeah. all they want to do is say this phrase. But you know what? <laughs> like it doesn't fit with the answer. It, like it, you yeah. can't say it because yeah. that's not the topic or whatever. So like, don't be focused in your own head on vocab you want to use, on specific words, on whatever. Yeah. You have to be present. You have to be listening to what the examiner is saying. Yeah, I think that we have a um this makes me think also of just like writing in general. Like, would you ever write something like when you were in school and there was like a word limit and then or a page limit and then you have to go through and like take everything out and you can't find anything to take out because everything is so amazing? Yes. Yeah, it's like, it's like that. It's like, oh, but I can't take out this part and you and you get attached to your own writing. And same for like the speaking, right? If you've had something planned, and you're like, I want to use this idiom, you get so, so attached to it, like I have to get it in. But, but you're the only one who feels that way, right? They won't know if you didn't say it. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so like you have you have two options here, right? Like the one option is to force it and because you're so yeah. attached to it, you feel like you have to use it. And then yeah. your vocab score goes down because it's weird or <laughs> you don't use it and you don't make a mistake and it doesn't hurt your score. Right. Like those are your options in that case. Right. So, guys, this has been an amazing episode. I would actually, guys, if I were you, if I were preparing for the exam, I would listen today a couple times. <laughs> and I yeah. would definitely read the blog post so I could see all this information written out. So guys, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash, wait, IELTS.allearsenglish.com. There we go. There go, we go there forward slash episodes and you will see this one. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been so much fun. This is what's super fun. Guys, if you are wondering what you would get on the IELTS exam, you can find out right now in just two minutes. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Take a super short quiz. Find out if you're a six, if you're a seven, if you're a five. Oh no. And you will get free resources just for your level. So go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. All right, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming over to the IELTS side today. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun as always, and I hope to be back on soon. We would love to have you. All right, Michelle, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.